having control over your paycheck is really important not being at the mercy of someone laying you off or, or doing the furlough route or or just eliminating your job outright so we've, we've had no closures through this time nobody in our system as a franchise owner said you know what i, I don't want to do this anymore I'm, i i don't think i'm going to survive covid not one franchise through this whole whole time across our whole system One of the things I love about franchising is that there are hundreds of different businesses out there. Many of them you would have never imagined existed as a business, and yet they're generating millions of dollars a year in sales. My guest today runs a franchise company just like that. Jesse Johnstone is the president of a company called Fibernew. And what Fibernew does is amazing. They fix leather, vinyl, and plastic, which is literally everywhere. From furniture to cars, boats to planes, even a pair of nearly life-sized elephants, Fibernew makes fiber new again. And as the recession goes, Fibernew has historically performed very well in a down economy. Let's hear from Jesse about what makes Fibernew a strong franchise business and the projected growth they see in the years ahead. So Jesse, tell me a little bit about, you know, Fibernew. I know a lot of our listeners probably haven't, you know, heard of your company before. Tell us a little bit about what you're all about. Sure. So let's start first, I guess, Eric, with the the name. So fiber and new, meaning that uh, anything that's essentially made out of a, a fiber type material is, is what we're going to renew and make better again. So just to paint a bit of a picture as a visual, if you're a pet owner at home and you maybe have a cat or a dog who's used your sofa as a scratching post or something to chew on, um, we do a lot of pet damage. So we'll go in and actually just repair that damage that's that's been done on that piece of furniture, as opposed to having to either recover that damage or replace the entire couch in a more extreme scenario. Um, so that's just on leather in a home, but we do leather work in vehicles, in airplanes and boats. Um, we do actually some high-end uh, fashion as well. So it could be a purse or a jacket or boots. Uh, that's all leather material that, again, needs restoration after use. Um, we also do a lot of work in vinyl restoration. So not records back in the day of, uh, you know, wax wax recordings, but um, vinyl material that you would typically find in a medical facility. So I'm I'm sure uh, listeners have been in a clinic, whether it's a dental clinic or a medical clinic, or maybe even a chiropractor or a massage where you'll see a rip or a tear in the vinyl material. Um, we've got the processes and service to go and actually repair that right where the bed or the chair is. So we'll go right into a medical clinic or a dental clinic and our technicians will repair that vinyl right, right then and there. So we're seeing actually a lot of uptick in the medical space in particular. Um, and the vinyl that you see in a medical clinic is very similar to the vinyl you see in restaurants. So we do a lot of work in restaurants as well. Same thing where we see maybe a seat or a booth or a chair in a restaurant that's covered in vinyl. It gets cracked over time, stress wear, um, maybe even torn accidentally. So again, our guys will go in, 
repair it wherever it is and it basically extend the life of that piece. Right. So that, that covers leather and vinyl so far. And then we also do work in plastic uh, restoration. So we find plastic damage again in vehicles. So you think about dashboards, armrests, um, panels on, on doors. Uh, we do a lot of work in the aviation space, a lot of work again in Marine with all the plastic you find on consoles, et cetera. So a lot of times our guys will go in and do work on a seat in a vehicle and at the same time end up doing a color touch-up or repair on the door panel. Um, same thing in Marine. We'll go in and maybe do some, some work on either leather or vinyl on a boat or a yacht. And then at the same time, they'll say, actually, I have a little crack in my console over here. Can you re restore that as well? So a lot of combination jobs come around that way. But all this to say, this is a long-winded way of explaining that leather, plastic, and vinyl restoration is at the core of what we do, and we do it primarily in a mobile sense. So we'll do right. it wherever the piece is, or guys will go out and just, just do it, wherever it right. happens to be. Yeah. I, I love your brand. Um, you know, when people think of franchising, so often they think of restaurants and food, and, you know, because that's, you know, what we all know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you guys offer a service that, you know, I think most people would never even think about like, you know, oh yeah, like, you know, they, they think about that need, but they don't necessarily see that as a business. So, I mean, you know, the fact that you have a successful franchise out there and, you know, have all these operators that are making these repairs and, um, you know, I mean, you mentioned there's just an endless list of things that, you know, can be fixed. Um, and so I'm, I'm assuming that that's a growing list. Tell me a little bit about how you personally got involved in the company. Oh, great question. I'm not asked that one very often, but <laughs> uh, my start with Fireneo goes back 13 years ago. So I actually come from a technology background. I'm a computer science guy by, by trade and by schooling. And I was running at the time, going back 13 years ago, a consultancy. So we would, uh, we had a, some servers, we were doing some web programming, we were building web software, doing websites, all this kind of stuff. And at the time, Fibernew uh, put out a request for a proposal. They needed some work done. And my little company was one of the three that was chosen to go in on that first round of bids. And we put the proposal together and did the interview, you know, reference check, the whole thing. And luckily enough, we were chosen. So my company at the time was hired by Fibernew just to do some kind of one-off things that they needed done. And then it just started to grow and it started to become, well, can you guys do this and this and this and this? And before too long, Michael Wilson, the CEO of Fibernew just said, look, you just got to come work for us. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, myself and my two employees who were uh, with my consult consultancy firm came with me and all three of us are still now employed with Fibernew. And um, it's just been, you know, kind of this growth pattern uh, personally for me inside the company and for the company itself at the same time. So it's been a wonderful journey so far, Eric. In, in that's the 13th. awesome. I can't wait for the next 13. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So how many locations do you have around the United States? Uh, in the U.S. alone, we just surpassed 180. So that's, that's coast to coast. We have three in for training right now. So that number will be closer to 185 by the time two weeks is up from, from now. Right. Um, and then globally, we're just shy of 260. So that's Canada, US, Mexico, Chile, and New Zealand. 
And um, we're having conversations with people all over the place, not just in the US and Canada, but uh, we have a lot of international interest growing right now as well. So if you and I have this conversation a year or two from now, who knows, you know, we could have a bigger footprint globally. We'll, we'll see how that goes. But most of our focus right now is in the US and Canada, primarily. Um, right. There's still so much opportunity. Even with 180 locations in the US, there's still room for at least two, if not 300 more franchise locations for five renew. So still lots of room for growth. That's awesome. Yeah. So, you know, obviously we find ourselves in some pretty interesting times today. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I think, uh, you know, I've talked to a lot of franchise executives over the last couple of weeks and obviously depending on the business, um, some businesses are completely shut down. Some are operating at, you know, half speed, some are operating, you know, more than they, you know, doing more revenue than they were before uh, mm -hmm. COVID-19 and the crisis set in. Um, you know, tell us a little bit about, you know, it, operating in, you know, kind of a down, down time. How does, how does your business respond to that? Oh, that that's the question of the day, isn't it? Is yeah. Business operations and uh, specifically franchising goes. So we've seen a bit of a varied answer to that in that a lot of our franchise owners have not seen any downturn at all. I mean, it's full steam ahead for them. And some of them have chosen, personally chosen, to close right down. And that could be influenced either by their own concerns over the pandemic and or what the local health authorities in their area are telling them. So obviously in New York was one of the first states to close down. Um, our franchise owners in, in New York State uh, in particular um, have seen you know, a dip in, in service and, and revenue uh, just because they've had to. Other areas like uh, you know, Georgia, Tennessee, uh, Florida, our guys down there have really not seen much of a, a, a downturn at all. I mean, it's just business as usual as best they can. So it, it is varied across the country in terms of, um, you know, kind of what, what's happened locally, but it does point to the fact that our service is still needed no matter what's going on right. in the economy. And uh, especially in times of tightening which uh, you know we're certainly going to enter into economically speaking is where restoration really becomes a preference over replacement and we've seen this play out numerous times over the course of our 35 years as a company where wherever there's a, a recession or a downturn that happens people actually turn to restoration and to fiber new even more so I mean, there's still a lot unknown in terms of what's going to, you know, the, the next few months and, and, uh, and weeks to come. But we know that we're well positioned no matter what seems to happen. And that part feels good amongst the uncertainty that's out there generally. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I've, I've talked to a lot of business owners, um, both, you know, franchise and non-franchise. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, now, you know, obviously there, you know, there are challenging times. Uh, but I think many people agree that being part of a franchise system now is a great time to be part of that. Cause you know, these, these mom and pop businesses that are out there, you know, they just don't have the support that a franchisor like yourself can provide and the, the updates and the trainings and the, you know, and all that stuff. And um, you know, and I think so many people are seeing that value of, Oh, you know, this is what 
you know, a franchise system is all about. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we, we've got our own little, you know, net inside of the fiber new franchise system amongst everything that's going on. And right. I've actually seen that play out, Eric, over, over this time where, you know, people are uncertain there, there, there is some fear out there. They don't know what's happening and they're actually turning inwards, meaning back into the fiber new fold even more through a time like this. So we, we've been holding more zoom calls. Uh, we've been holding, I mean, we just actually two weeks ago finished our complete seminar series for the year over Zoom video. So we had, you know, almost 260 franchise owners log on to Zoom over the course of a week wow. to get together, to talk shop, to learn new skills, to cover the new products that we released this year, to share ideas on, on what everyone's doing through this time. And then also twice a week now, every Tuesday and Thursday mornings, we get together for what we call company-wide huddle calls. So again, through Zoom, uh, anybody who's available can join in. And I mean, we've got 50 or 60 people at a time joining these twice a week. Um, uh, alongside all of the one-off conversations and emails and everything else we're having. So right, right. It, it's, we've really seen this banding together that, that's happened through this. And to your point, it's just, that's really the value of a franchise concept, isn't it? Yeah. Is to, to rock out points like this. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, when you look at the numbers of people that have been obviously laid off um, over the last few weeks, I mean, it's astounding. And, and, you know, I think there's going to be a pretty sharp recovery. Um, that being said, you know, I know, you know, historically we know that when companies, you know, shed workers like that, they're always a little bit, you know, slow to, you know, rehire all those positions. So, you know, I suspect as many experts do in the franchise industry that there's going to be a lot of people, um, especially those later in their career um, that have a really tough time, you know, finding a job and, and that's going to drive, you know, a lot of interest in, in franchising. So, you know, with that being said, you know, what, what is it about, um, you know, a candidate, you know, what type of skill set uh, really is kind of critical or, you know, makes a, a franchisee within your system successful? Well, if Bob Johnston, our director of franchise development was on this call, he, he would list a few things. So what, what he always says to that question is, first of all, um, it, it seems a little bit odd when we say it, but you, you can't be colorblind. <laughs> so, so in FiberNew, color matching is really, really important. So that's actually one of the first criteria when someone comes to us in, as far as saying, okay, let, let's just get this question out of the way now. Here's an online test. <laughs> it's 20 questions. Let's just make sure that you can distinguish color before we continue the conversation. Because <laughs> yeah. it is a game changer, it, or it's a, it's a game stopper, actually. Yeah, fix, fix that crack with red when it's really green. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're, you're not going to make it very far. So. <laughs> So um, being able to distinguish color, as I said, as silly as that may seem, is, is really important to us. Um, the other one is that um, you got to be someone who's somewhat mechanically inclined. So someone who's not afraid to work with your hands and or problem solve, you know, to figure things out. Uh, so, you know, if you're a tinkerer, if you're someone, we have a lot of people in the system who work on their own vehicles or do their own house renos. Or you know, um, fixed toasters and coffee makers. I mean, anybody who's not afraid to kind of get in there, get your hands dirty, 
have the mindset to uh, want to repair things and figure it out is really, really important. Right. Um, the other one that's, that's really big is the ability just to talk to people and network and just introduce yourself. So we're not really talking about like, you know, stone cold uh, sales calls here. We're just talking about the ability to just let people know who you are, what you do and how you can help them. Right. And, and have that, that positive energy to you to welcome that call back from that person you did the introduction to when the time is right to say, yeah, I, I can help you out. So it, it's, it's not, it's not really, we don't refer to as, as selling Eric. It's just really just letting people know because I mean, leather, plastic and vinyl is everywhere. Everybody, right. everybody out there has some item that's made of leather, plastic or vinyl. So our ability to help them is, is great. And um, all you have to do is let them know that you're in the local area. This is how you can get a hold of me and, and, you know, we'll help you out kind of thing. Right. Um, the other one is um, we want the hustle. So what we mean by that is someone who's got the energy um, to be out in the world all day, every day. So we're, we are a mobile service. So that means that uh, you're not going to be sitting behind a computer. You're going to be in and out of your vehicle, doing jobs uh, in and out of your vehicle, helping clientele in and out of your vehicle, hauling product back and forth, et cetera. So the, the energy level has got to be there and we just refer to it as the hustle. So yeah. Um, and then also, you know, kind of the just overarching theme to this is just someone who not necessarily has always wanted to own their own business, but maybe someone who's just looking for control over their, you know, employment and their paycheck and the ability to just kind of create their own destiny is as cheesy as that may sound. It, it is really important, especially through times like this, where having control over, your paycheck is really important. Not being at the mercy of someone laying you off or, or doing the furlough route or, or just eliminating your job outright. So we've, we've had no closures through this time. Nobody in our system as a franchise owner said, you know what, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, I, I don't think I'm going to survive COVID. Not one franchise through this whole, whole time across our whole system. That's great. If anything, we've heard the opposite of people saying, I'm so thankful I made the decision to start a franchise with Fibernew because I can just, I, I can ride this out. I know I can, my service is still going to be needed. I'm still going to have a paycheck, quote unquote paycheck. I'm still going to be able right. to pay myself. Um, and then also the fact that we've, we've really just supported our, our franchise partners through this time. So, but more than anything, Eric, just the ability to see that they're going to be okay and that they have control over this, time that does seem a little bit uncontrollable. Um, I mean, they can at least control their own business and control their own destiny and there's a need for a service. So that part's been really, really good to see that our franchise owners remain confident. Yeah, that's great. I, I, I know so many people that, you know, look at franchise businesses and they're like, you know, why would I, you know, take the risk to start my own business when, you know, I've got a nice secure job? Well, you know, certainly that has changed <laughs> very quickly and, and people realize that job security is, is not a thing. Um, Actually not. And, you yeah. know, but, but employment security um, with a business, with a franchise business, especially you've got that support and uh, you know, that long-term growth opportunity. And um, I like that hustle aspect because um, that's, you know, I don't know, have you figured out a good way to measure 
hustle in an in individual. <laughs> that's a that's a great skill to uh, to if you could measure that in an individual for sure. Well, me and my technology background, you think I would have created a hustleometer app or something, but uh, no, <laughs> yeah, we, we, exactly. we haven't done that yet. <laughs> so, a couple, uh, two questions before I let you go. Um, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen uh, one of your franchisees repair in, in all the years that you've been doing this? Wow. <laughs> um, well, so, some unusual ones. I, I know one of our partners in Denver did work for, I believe, an Indian restaurant downtown Denver, and they had a bunch of nearly life-size like two scale elephants in the restaurant wow. uh, that was wrapped in leather. And so, <laughs> oh, so he had to go in and restore elephants, you know, right, right. Uh, yeah. that one, that one sticks out as being unique. <laughs> the other one that comes to mind is tour buses. So our guys in Nashville, we have three franchise partners in Nashville do a lot of work when tour buses come back from a year long tour or whatever it is, they come back just, I mean, destroyed. So right. our guys go in and they have to make this bus presentable again for the next lease that it goes out on. And they have not divulged names because I don't think they can, but they've, they've rubbed <laughs> shoulders with some pretty big stars um, in, in the, the tour bus space. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's always pretty unique. Um, all the way up to doing scheduled work for the Prime Minister of Canada, so the the, the equivalent of Air Force One in Canada, our, our franchisee in Belleville, Ontario, uh, goes in and does a complete refurbishment of the interior of the Prime Minister's plane. Wow. It's three or four times a year. Um, we've had, I mean, multi-million dollar yachts been worked on by our franchise owners. So some really, really high end stuff. Um, and then everything in between. I mean, it's, it, it's really, really unique, the, the yeah. scale and scope of what our guys face. Well, and I imagine it's a very, uh, you know, viral is not the, the word to use these days, but um, word of mouth business where I, I picture, you know, a franchisee walking into a marina to work on someone's boat. Mm -hmm. You know, and suddenly everybody in that marina is, you know, calling them saying, hey, we, you know, come, come work on my boat or, you know, whether it be buses or, you know, like you said, I mean, you it, called it that yeah. word of mouth spreads quickly. Totally. Yeah. Even in front of a, a customer's home, if we pull up to a, a residence to work on a couch and just having the vehicle parked out front or in the driveway, neighbors will start to look and say, you know, what's this fiber new van about? What's going on? And they'll actually come over and talk to our franchise partner and, oh, that's cool. and ask questions. And, and lo and behold, we'll end up doing a, a job for the neighbor. And so, yeah, just visibility and, and kind of the viral effect, like you said, go along. Right. Yeah. Right. So, um, Jesse, last question. Before, you know, I guess, what advice do you, for somebody that's looking at, you know, franchise opportunities, um, whether it's your opportunity or, or some other, what advice would you have for a candidate today um, before they invest in a, in a franchise? Well, first and foremost, if you haven't owned a business before, understand what it takes. Uh, business ownership isn't for everybody. And you have to really, really commit to 
long hours off the hop to get it going. Uh, there, there's no shortcut to that. There's no shortcut to the work it takes to, to get things going. So be honest with yourself, be honest with your family. Uh, it is a family decision, Eric. So I think that that's one of the biggest things is make sure that your partner and your kids uh, are involved in the process. They know what you're about to get into. Um, they understand what the business is. Get them excited about it because they may want to be involved down the road as well. So don't be an island inside your own house thinking, I'm going to figure this out and, and go and start this business and just take care of it. It just doesn't work that way. Right. So do your homework, understand what it takes to run a business, bring your family into the, the mix, make sure they're involved. Um, really understand the culture of the franchise concept as well. And I think you do that through two streams. One is with talking with as many current owners as you can. And if you have access to it, talk to past owners as well. So through your validation process, ask the franchisor if you can have names and numbers of people who have been in the system and who no longer are. That's really important perspective. And that's something that we do here at Fiverr New. You can, you can phone anybody you want, uh, current and past owners. And also talk to the leadership team and, and the people who actually run the company, uh, right from the support staff to the administrative staff to the leadership team. Talk to the people at the helm. Talk to the people who are on the street running the businesses, being the franchise partners themselves, to get a sense of the culture, to make sure that you know ideology is matching, to make sure that it's going to be a good fit for you. Um, because, you know, you got to be good with it. You can't have someone with, with opposing stance uh, on worldviews or opposing stance on business ethics or anything in general. I mean, you, you got to make sure that you, you share the same vision and, uh, and, and can march to the same mission. So I think in no particular order that, that that's my list, Eric, you know, yeah. just conversations, family, um, and just understanding what it takes yeah, I mean, I think that's great advice. Um, I mean, I have the luxury of only talking to brands that I know have outstanding franchisee satisfaction, uh, like your company. But, you know, I also tell candidates all the time that, you know, you got to talk to franchisees and talk to the corporate office and, you know, and really kind of find out what that culture is all about. Because, you know, every company is a little bit different and has slightly different you know, cultures and, you know, these are the people you're going to be spending the rest of your life with or, you know, a good chunk of your career time with, Yeah. Um, you know, if they're not the kind of people that you feel comfortable hanging out with, it's probably not a, a good fit. So that's right. Cause it, it is relationship based, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's the same as, you know, as, as you're making friends, if you move to a new city, you, you start to pick and choose who you want to be friends with, or you, yeah. you, know, you pick and choose your, your, your spouse or your partner. I mean, it's, it's, kind of the same vein you just you got to be careful right you know? <laughs> yeah, true true well jesse i uh, appreciate the time today um i wish you the best of success and i'm sure business is going to be booming here in a couple of months as we crawl out of this craziness and uh you know i, I again i wish you and your team the best of success look forward to it and uh, all the best to you and the team at fbr as well appreciate thank it you. okay you. That's it for today's show. If you have any franchise-related questions, simply drop us an email at info at franchisebusinessreview.com. 
You can also follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, or tweet us at Franchise Review. Special thanks this week to Will Zimmerman for production help. I'm Eric Stites, and you've been listening to Franchising in Review. See you next time.